today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Very, very uh, interesting story about what's going on with Hockey Canada. Now, this probably came to light for most of us with, with the revelation of the payouts uh, for uh, those that had brought uh, charges of sexual misconduct against some members and the way that Hockey Canada actually handled that. Uh, but now that the microscope is on them, we're finding out an awful lot more, and it's uh, not a pretty picture, quite frankly. Uh, there's a concern right now that uh, that uh, some of the board members uh, receive gifts, and uh, there's a question, of course, as to whether or not that, that influences their judgment on some issues. Uh, MPs are concerned about this. Uh, let's talk about ethics uh, on Hockey Canada and the boards. And uh, to do that, we're pleased to welcome uh, Richard uh, W. LeBlanc. Uh, Richard is a professor of governance, law, and ethics at York University. Uh, professor, a pleasure to have you on the program. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Nice to be with you, Bill. Let's uh, talk a little bit about, about what we know so far and, and, and about responsibilities in governance. I mean, these are sport bodies. Uh, uh, and with that, of course, comes responsibility. But uh, are there rules and regulations? Are there ethics that these people need to follow? Well, largely not, because they're they're largely unregulated. There's a, an Ontario not-for-profit and Canadian not-for-profit act, but there's not a, a code of uh, governance or, or conduct that publicly traded companies have, for example, that are traded on the New York Stock Exchange. So mainly the standards are, are volunteer, including the competencies of directors, you know, the, the use of gifts, uh, the, uh, ethics. And, and what happens is you end up having people that serve on the board that are too close to the sport. And I've, I've helped about a dozen sporting boards, and they're largely the same. They're composed of uh, current or former uh, players, uh, referees, coaches. Like if you look at Ho Hockey Canada, uh, for example, every single director except for one has an affiliation with hockey. And uh, they're not financially literate, as near as I can tell. So your governance is really a professional pursuit now. And, and just because you're a referee or a player doesn't mean that you understand uh, your, your obligations, your fiduciary obligations, your ethical obligations. Um, and, and that's how sports can get themselves into trouble. Which begs the question, uh, why are they on the board? How, they, how do they qualify and who appoints them? I mean, uh, there need to be, you would think, some standards there, uh, you know, to say, do you know a little bit about this? Do you, know how, do you know anything about business? Do you know anything about managerial things? And and the answer may not be yes to many of those questions. Yeah, and sports bodies do it simply because they can. There's no regulation governing like there is for example in other sectors that uh, and, and you you hit the nail on the head bill you've got to have a competency matrix uh and and it should have financial it should have governance it should have compensation risk ethics and 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 uh each uh, director has to submit a vita uh and and they go up for a membership vote and what happens is management funnels uh these uh, directors through the uh, annual general meeting to get friendlies uh, that 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 they that they want, and then they 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 ply the friendlies with gifts. And what's coming out from the whistleblowers is, you know, large screen television TVs, credit cards, hundred and fifty dollar bottles of wine, uh, expense accounts, and you know when you when you get that, it it compromises, as you said in the intro, it compromises your judgment. And your objectivity, so you you end up being owned uh, by the executives and and by the management team. So uh, and I fault a lot of this really on the minister, the minister of sport, and and it's a new minister, and I think some serious reforms have to 
occur not just in hockey Canada but across uh, many sports. I mean, I mean, it's one thing, isn't it, uh, Richard, in a situation like this to say, yeah, I'm, I'm just a volunteer for heaven's sakes, and I, I like hockey, so I, I, I want to serve as a director. Uh, but there's a lot of money coming into this organization, and, and there's got to be some accountability for that, and it seems as if they do a pretty lousy job of that. Yeah, and and you know, and that's generally where the selection is. Bill is I so and so is a, is a is a good guy or a good gal. They played hockey in the past, and uh, and that's it. And 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 you go to any sporting website, it's it's pretty opaque. You don't know how the people on the board got to be on the board. But I know enough from working with boards that it's largely personal relationships, and you don't want people who will rock the boat. But as you said, these these sporting organizations. Several of them, including Hockey Canada, have millions and millions of dollars uh, flowing through them. And uh, even financial disclosure, their, their, their annual report for Hockey Canada was one page, and it, it doesn't even list uh, financial statements. And, and you ask me, you know, is this legal? It absolutely is legal. So that tells me that the problem is, is that uh, the, 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 the giving of funding by taxpayers' money, like what's essentially happened is taxpayers' money is being, has been used to pay off uh, uh, non-disclosure agreements and sexual misconduct. And in any corporation uh, that I've worked with, you have uh, a code of conduct, you've got training, you've got compliance being reported to the audit committee of the board of directors, you've got uh, mandatory anti-grooming policies, you've got ethical policies, and and that's what happens when you have experienced directors on boards. When you have, you know, referees and hockey players and, and, and former athletes they just don't know. And what I do is I liken it to me going to your field and trying to play your sport. I look pretty foolish. Well, that's exactly how directors of many sporting organizations look to me. It's like a fork trying to hold water. They're they're in way over their head. I mean, some of the stories we've heard, and, and uh, Rick Weisthead from TSN, of course, has done some great uh, investigation into this. And I've been reading some of that stuff online over the last little while. But you mentioned credit cards. Every board member gets a credit card. Uh, and, and, of course, there are monthly statements for these, but there's still yeah. no accountability about what they spent it on. Uh, that, yeah. that, doesn't make, that does not make uh, economic it's the sense. First, and I've seen a lot in governance, Bill. It's the first time in, in almost 30 years I've seen uh, directors being provided with credit cards. And then the spokesperson for Hockey Canada said, well, we don't track a- any of the gifts. And, you know, the, the, they have a new female chair now. I think she's a lawyer at, uh, at, at, at one of the law firms. And she should be the one who's front and center uh, in this, and she should hold a press conference and, and disclose to uh, to uh, stakeholders uh, and and to, and to the media and to and to the public what the reforms are. The terms of reference for any reform should be made public. Like we have, for example, a Supreme Court justice. You know, I have a tremendous respect for all Supreme Court justices, but they're not governance experts. So. I think what is needed is, and this will happen with this committee's uh, this committee in Ottawa is uh, uh, d- disclosure. It's a cr- it's a crime. It's a crime to lie to a regulator. So what's going to happen is this committee will subpoena current and former directors, and they're going to have to come clean about the shoddy governance practices at Hockey Canada. And and so there's there's going to be more shoes to drop, and there's going to be unfortunately a whole lot more pain because Hockey Canada seems to be pushing back and not being fully transparent. 
do you get is this this willful ignorance uh, you know i just oh i didn't know I, I had to do i didn't know i had to declare that i didn't know i couldn't take the big screen tv uh, I, I mean and again as you say these people are not necessarily qualified but you'd think somebody in the organization would say well wait a second here you've crossed the line but apparently nobody did yeah and we're also hearing that the the ones that did are now former so they didn't last yeah. they they were they were shuffled off of the board and and the job of the board is to ask questions and and uh and to have in camera sessions where the executives leave the room i'd be and that's been on the books now for 20 years i'd be very surprised if hockey canada had regular in camera sessions so uh even if you're if you're the lone wolf in the wilderness and you're putting up your hand you can quickly be uh be uh be trampled by the majority so uh unless you have a, a guide or a rule book or a code of ethics saying we we can't be doing this you'd like to think that some adult supervision is is you know from time to time someone putting up their hand but anyone who would put up their hand is not really welcome onto the board so what what ends up happening is you have an echo chamber and it's it's all accepted as standard operating procedure and then you have a scandal and all this comes out and then hopefully this is our national game hopefully we we're going to have some some uh regulation not an independent review but a a, a, a an inquiry with with teeth and regulation, not just for Hockey Canada, but for all sports. This has been going under the radar screen for the last 20 or 30 years, the, the lack of effective governance in sporting organizations across Canada. It, it is a governance organization, and, and that's a key part of, of the concern here. Uh, our listeners, I mean, I spent some time in municipal politics a while ago, and, and uh, the standards was explained to you the minute that you took office. You know, you don't do this. You can't accept gifts. You can't be, because the perception is, is that that person that gave you the TV or took you out for dinner is trying to curry favor for yeah. whatever it is. Uh, and, and okay, these guys aren't compensated financially. You don't get paid to be a governor in, in Hockey Canada. But the ethics and, and the responsibility are the same, aren't it? I mean, they're responsible for making financial decisions about yeah. where this money is going to go. And, and you know, Bill, courts don't distinguish whether you're paid or not. There's a lot of non-financial benefits you get from serving on a sporting board. You get recognition, you get uh, 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 to feel young, you get to give back to your community. So I don't buy the argument that because we're volunteers, we can we can be on the take. Um, you've got to have a code of conduct. You've got to have an orientation. You've got to have proper governance. And all of this has to be disclosed on your website. When you go to these sporting websites, and it's not just Hockey Canada, you, you'd be very hard-pressed to find a code of conduct, an orientation program, education, even basic competencies of, of individual directors. So it's we're basically at ground zero when it comes to proper sporting uh, governance and, and, and accountability. And, and that accountability is a, a key part of this. And, and there's two elements here. First of all, they probably shouldn't have accepted anything. But if you do, you have to declare it. I mean, you know, I've, I've worked on volunteer boards and I've seen some people that they, they get something from, from the city or from the, whatever the organization, but, but they have to declare it and it's, it's taxable income if it's, it's money or whatever benefit. the case might be. Yeah, exactly. And we, we haven't even ruled out CRA taking a look at this. I mean, once, once large screen televisions and, and, uh, and jewelry and swag uh, start crossing the table, and, and who knows what else uh, has crossed the table. And Hockey Canada has chosen not to track this. I mean, that's a deliberate decision not 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 to track what is a, a, a gift. And and there are many uh, gift policies now for 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 directors. I In fact, they're so prevalent, Bill, uh, that it's anomalous not to have it. 
And and normally the way it works, if it's anything over fifty or a hundred dollars, you cannot accept it. I mean, what happens if a vendor gives a, a, a director of Hockey Canada a big screen television? Do you think that that's costless? There are no free lunches, and then the vendor expects that he'll be he'll be given preferential treatment uh, when when it comes time for the RFP. And then and then vendors that are ethical that chose not to give uh, uh, gifts are are shut out of the equation. So it it really is. Um, and I hate to say it, but I'm an expert in, in gar- it's a form of corruption is what it is. I mean, this should not be occurring in Canada, uh, this sort of undue influence over governors uh, uh, of a sport. This does not happen in corporate Canada. I mean, it, it does from time to time, but it's just not widespread like it is in the sporting world. And which is why a number of parliamentarians are, are getting upset about this and looking into this. I mean, we, I, I don't know, we didn't look the other way. I just didn't think we, for the most part, knew this was happening. And, and yes. in the TSN piece, I'm sure you read it too, Richard. Uh, yes. uh, they talk about, for instance, Athletics Canada, another great sports organization full of volunteers. Uh, and they asked that board, you know, how do you, comp- they, everybody gets a hoodie. That's it. And you're that's not allowed it. anything that's else. generally it. It's $50 and below. Uh, uh, and and that way it's it's the same for everybody. Once you open the floodgates like Hockey Canada has, you're inviting a whole bunch of undue influence. And then what happens is that you, it, it's all based on, on who you know and what you've received as a gift. And that's just terrible. That's It's a form of bribery is what it is because there are, as I said, there are no free lunches. There are absolutely obligations that are expected. And what happens with these gifts, Bill, is even around Christmas time, that's where you sort of collect a lot of the loot because you yeah. have an excuse of it being uh, uh, seasonality. So good codes of conduct uh, are are prohibited for gifts. And then, and Bill, this is this this is twenty years ago that this has happened. So in in twenty twenty two to have these sorts of gifts crossing the table is very problematic. For the board members and for the former board members, I mean, there's two issues, I guess, two paths that these are going to. One is the governance issue, of course, about the decisions to to pay off these people that were bringing sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, the fact that they used the wrong money, uh, any money at all, uh, to buy their silence is one thing. Uh, but I, I gotta, I think you really hit the nail on the head here. I'm, if I'm working for CRA, I'm I'm looking at this and say, wait a second, we uh, we need to talk to these people. Uh, they, you know, no matter when this happened, it did happen. Uh, and, and I got to figure that they're going to look under some rocks here and find out just who did what here. Yeah. And CRA, the, 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 you know, the one organization you don't want an audit from is CRA. They will look for books and records, emails, uh, everything over the last 10 or 20 years for every single director that received anything over nominal value. And, and then they're going to have to pay tax on it. And then that includes penalties and that includes interest. So, there's a can of worms here that has been opened up that uh, has been flying under the radar screen. And I think these MPs in Ottawa, uh, as they should, uh, should be subpoenaing uh, a current and former directors uh, under oath uh, for, for complete disclosure of, of, of what uh, has transpired. We've opened a Pandora's box here, haven't we? Yes, we have. And that's a good thing. We, a, little bit of, a little bit of light is never a bad thing, Bill. Exactly. Uh, Richard, a pleasure having you on the program. Thanks so much for this today. My pleasure. Take care. That's uh, Professor Richard LeBlanc uh, from uh, York University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.